Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. to episode 68 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox offseason is here, and we have several thoughts. How you doing, Joey? Doing good. The offseason is underway. The moves have started. <laughs> so much to talk about, dude. I don't know. Buckle in, guys. Probably a three-hour pod today. We got a lot to tackle. We got a lot to break down. Honestly, most of my thoughts today, I feel like, are just on what's happened in the postseason yeah. and what happened with a few AL East teams. I mean, you'd be a psychopath if you came into this with a ton of Sox thoughts and were like, oh, yeah, I've kind of been watching the postseason a little bit. Well, I think the general vibe of the DMs that we got, which is we're going to do this episode, and then later in the week we will have some DMs. That's likely going to be the vibe this offseason, a show and a short each week, Joey and I will be reacting as well in emergency form when big news breaks, like Xander re-signing with the team, signing a new deal with the team after he inevitably opts out. Uh, talking Xander Bogart, Sean McAdam had what I would see. This is, Joey, one yep. thing that's very important, and I'm sure you've gone through the the waves in the offseason before. One thing that I always realized, specifically when I was working at BR, uh, is the wording from these reporters in the offseason and what words they use. And it's checking back in and showing interest and remain in contact with and all that crap. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of just reporters kind of flexing that they have sources, but they don't have anything really to break yet. Catillo's kind of the king of this, of, of letting you know, like, hey, I got some people but I don't really have any news. It's like they're, they're still talking yeah. and like all that. It's like, okay, let me know when there's an actual report. Yeah. And, it's, and, and to what extent can you even dive into keeping in contact or showing interest? Is that just hearing from one guy like, oh, yeah, I think they called him. Yeah, I think they're still – they had a call recently, so I think they're like still talking. But I would – Categorized what Sean McAdam had as pretty significant. I thought this was a pretty significant report uh, from Sean McAdam with the Boston Sports Journal. So the headline reads, Red Sox identify re-signing Bogarts and extending Devers as top priorities. Ownership has met recently with Bogarts. Met recently with Bogarts. I was like, oh. Met, met with him. Is that like? What they a, met with him. Did they went to Aruba? Did they done went to Aruba? Did they so, done did go? <laughs> did they did done go? So this is from Sean McAdam. Once again, I'm going to read read this this report here. And Joey, it got me excited. It got me very excited. Even before the Red Sox seek improvements from outside their organization, they acknowledged that retaining two of their own stars or top stars this offseason was a priority. Xander Bogarts can opt out of his current contract after the World Series, and Rafael Devers is under control for just one more season. Addressing the Bogarts matter first, Chief Baseball Officer Haim Bloom said Thursday, I'll never want to make public the blow-by-blow -blow of negoci no negotiations, but when I can say what I can say, I'm great at reading quotes, is that that process is going to start right away. And well, let's actually, before we go any further, let's yeah. play... 
the soundbite here where Haim will get it out a lot more smoothly than I just did. Johnny, as you know, you know, I don't uh, ever want to make public any of the any of the blow by blow. But uh, what I can say is this, that process is going to start right away uh, from our end. And obviously, you know, we know we haven't we haven't found that path yet. Um, we still want to. Uh, we're going to work really hard at it. How big a job is it to Well, it's going to be a challenge, but that's part of what's going to make it exciting. Um, you know, we've, unfortunately, because of the way the season went, we've had, you know, some time to think about this. And in thinking about it, uh, that's made me even more excited to tackle and to tackle it with this group here. Um, it's supposed to be hard. And, you know, it's going to be exciting to go after it and to, to do the job. So that is Heim Bloom uh, answering a question from Johnny Miller about what the team is going to do with Bogey immediately in the offseason. And I just love that he's – it's right away. It's the, – the talks are happening right away. And so yeah. this is from McAdam. In fact, multiple sources have told BostonSportsJournal.com that it already has in terms of the negotiations being underway. The Red Sox have wasted little time getting to work on getting a new deal done with Bogarts. The team, including principal owner John Henry and team chairman Tom Warner – has met with Bogart several times in the last week, a source said. Um, so now, that's that's something, Joey. But yeah, your your thoughts when you heard that? Yeah. So before that report was the uh, I don't know what you'd call it the press conference, the end of year press conference with Bloom, Cora, Kennedy. Who else was there? Was uh, one of the seat there. B O H. B O H. Yeah. Yeah. And they said all the right things in that press conference, but that's kind of what you expect, right? Like, yeah. they're, they're not going to come out there and say nothing. Like, they're going to say what you, you want to hear to some extent, which, like, totally makes sense. And one thing that had me a little worried is that there were headlines everywhere that said uh, the Sox consider Bogarts to be their top priority in the offseason. And at a glance, that looks great. And then I watched the press conference, and I read the transcript, and what actually happened was somebody asked Heim, would you consider Xander Bogarts to be your top priority this offseason? And he said yes, which is different. It's different, but it's still the same thing. Yes, but it may, it. I don't. It was a roller coaster, right? Like I saw the headline, I was like, that's great. And I was like, oh, he was asked it and said yes, that's not the same. But seeing that they immediately are in talks and that multiple people have said that they're in talks and that they're wasting no time that's about as high as the roller coaster can possibly get aside from yeah he agreed to a 10-year 38 dollar deal yeah true hearing that they're already in talks because i don't know about you i did not assume that they would be talking to him already i figured that he was going to opt out it was going to be after the world series and this was going to be a conversation for january february the thing that i loved with the report is just as a Sox fan, let's just let's just bring it back to the the base of Red Sox fans that want Sander Bogarts back, which should be all of you. I, I don't I don't think that that's one thing, Joey, that I do like with this whole Bogarts discussion is that it's not a lot of like should they or should they not bring him back. It's like y'all better bring him back. So I do like that most of us, the vast majority, are in that same boat of like very no, maybe, very rare. 
it's like there's very few. Yeah, it's rare that this happens. Normally, it's a lot of like, no, they could do this, they could do that, just move story over. There's not a lot of people that are actually in that boat, including the players mm-hmm. on that are on the current roster that are going to be getting paid by the team guaranteed next year. So I do like that that's the base. Then on top of that, essentially what we've had to work with is just our opinions. It's just been mm-hmm. like, oh, you should do this and sign them to a six-year deal, and this is what the money should be. And the more we talked about it during the course of the season, the more I was like, guys, we're all just yelling into, into nothingness. We're all just throwing this out. Into, yeah, sick. That sounds great, too. Oh, Bobby from down the way thinks they should give him an eight-year deal. That's cool. Then this guy over here thinks they should give him $200 million. Sick. And it's all based off of nothing. And mm-hmm. so this report was like, nice. All right. I can grab onto this. I can grab onto this there's and something. be like, yeah. hey, there's something. The owners who we don't hear from. We don't hear mm-hmm. from the Red Sox owners and haven't for a while. John Henry is meeting with Xander Bogarts. There's something here. That's something that you can at least grab onto and be like, okay, now my opinion isn't just based off of me being a mega Sox mm-hmm. guy. It's based off of, no, they're talking. He's talking mm-hmm. with ownership, and they're meeting frequently. So well, at least that's something you can say, okay, this is now happening. It's the offseason. And, Joey, real quick, we knew they yeah. weren't going to make a deal in the season. That wasn't No, 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 no. I like I said, I didn't even expect it to happen now during the postseason. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that talks are even going on is uh better than I expected. I, I think we were yeah. just so bogged down by, you know, hearing bogey and being dejected and you mm-hmm. know, not really getting that line from ownership or that line from Heim of we're talking about a deal. It was always like we're open to it. You know, mm-hmm. it, we're we're not against it. But it was never we're actually talking about re-signing him. Now, hearing yeah. that, that it's a priority, that they're talking to him, um, and really seemingly want to get it done, it's got us in a better mood. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think you nailed all three aspects of it. Well, at least two of them. I don't know if you hit the third one. But I think it's the the team has spoken up, the fans have spoken up, and the media is essentially all on the same team as well. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure on ownership and management in the front office to sign Bogey because everybody wants it. There's no escaping it. There's no like, hey, well, we thought this, and like people have already heard this school of thought, and it's not going to be out of left field because people aren't even sure if we're going to, and some people don't even believe it's the right thing. No, the players, dude, Cora, like you said, like all these fans. I think I think the fans deserve some credit here. I think they put a lot of pressure on on the front office to to get something done here and maybe if the fans didn't speak up or maybe if there was a kind of a split in the fan base that maybe it wouldn't have been as as high of a priority as it seems to be it can't not be factored in it, that that element of it can't just be uh, overlooked I, I think that is part of it the fans and the vibe that they've created which credit to you everyone listening to this program i think is responsible as well has created this atmosphere of if you don't bring Bogey back, we're gonna we're gonna flip out. <laughs> we're gonna lose yep. our bleeping minds. So I, I do think that's an element of it as well. Now Heim alluded to it in the the postseason. It's I hate it's hard using postseason the 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 after season yeah um, press conference of there is a benefit you know one and this isn't it wasn't him trying to just do silver lining stuff that the one benefit to the team being out of it for a little while is that they've been able to anticipate, okay, 
you know, here's what we should probably do with Bogey. Here's some free agents we should like. They've been able to prioritize offseason stuff a little earlier than they would have, especially last year when they got two games away from the World Series. So mm-hmm. it does seem like everyone's on the same page. And those reports were right after the season. So you're obviously now waiting for for updates. But it's it, it's that other element of get it done now, you know? Like, don't wait. Like, this is – you don't want Bogey to get uh, to, uh, what, free agency. Once he opts out, you don't want to, him to get to that, that possibility of signing with anybody before you give him a legitimate offer that he can say, hey, let me just st- – let me stay here. I want to stay here. I've said I want to stay here. Give me an offer that I think is going to fit what I am okay with, and I'll sign it now. Also, if you want to look at it from a leverage standpoint, Joey, mm-hmm. if you're the Red Sox, there is an element of, hey, we could get a little leverage back too if you go to free agency and, and we see the comps of a Swanson deal or some of these other guys where it's like, hey, we'll just sign them. Now, it, it, these are the kind of things that fans don't want to hear. They just want to hear, oh, sign them, get bogey, bada-bing, bada-boom. But I guarantee you, these obviously these teams use other, you know, comparable players that mm-hmm. would cost less that they could start throwing around. Like, hey, we'll just get so and so, and you guys have a good one. So I don't yeah. want it to get to that point. Just sign them now, especially with no. You got no games going on. It's the off season. This should have been done earlier, but based off of that bogey preseason press conference right before that first game in New York. Think we all knew he wasn't gonna sign during the season. Now there's no excuses. Sure. Get it done. I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think that there's any leverage that the Sox would gain from letting him go to free agency. I don't think that there's a comparable deal that would benefit them. I think the comps would be more like Correa and it would be it would Correa's be a, gonna be an interesting one. Really tough sell. Yeah, I mean I don't think I don't think he opts out. I don't think he had a, a good year at all. Did, I think he will he, opt out. Just because really? he's gonna, I I don't think there's any chance he's gonna get less based off of the the hype train around Correa, and he didn't have a bad year. He didn't. I don't he think didn't he have a, a thirty-one million dollar year. No, well, whatever. It's it's more than that, right? What what was his actual? I think it's deal? thirty-one. His his deal is something absolutely it, silly. It, I remember he went a hundred thousand more than Rendon just so he could be the highest paid infielder 35, of all time. Thirty-five. 35 is it really? Yeah. Which is ridiculous, but Korea is its own thing. I, I don't obviously we're not. But Korea. I don't know. I just I don't see I don't see free agency benefiting anybody but Xander, and I don't see a signing before free agency benefiting anybody but the Sox. <laughs> like, yeah, oh no, it, it, it's again, it would need to be something that's like okay, that deal totally works, and but but. Boris is a part of this conversation. It's Scott Boris. So, like, I, I, don't I don't know. Think, I don't think it's gonna. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, if you're the Red Sox, mm-hmm. this is more of what they should do, and probably not what's gonna happen. I think those are those are separate things. Yeah. They should just get it done now. And I don't know what s- that number would have to even be, though, because I don't see Boris just silly. letting his client uh, accept the deal without going into free agency. No, I mean, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. Battling for a b- batting title. I just don't know what. They should get it done. They should. I just don't know what that number would have. It would have to be like a Korea number for Boris to be like, yeah, dude, take it. Let's go. Screw I think, it. We don't I need to the, see the market. The years the years are something they're going to be going for. They're going to be going for uh, more money and more years. And if the Red Sox can provide that, then then maybe he's down. Again, I don't think – I think Bo- this whole time I've thought Bogey's just going to opt out and see what, what the market is. And, and I yeah. mean, why – go through what he just Why went through not? this entire year if you're not going to do that. <laughs> like that that just yeah, seems it feels like they would have got something done if that 
you know, if that was the case. But I'm pretty sure he would be the first Boris client to approach free agency and not see it as well. I remember seeing I that somewhere. It that doesn't happen be, often. Yeah, I can't remember. No. I can't remember a, a client not not hitting that that point. But the, again, the, the option is there for the Sox. If you're going to be talking to him now, mm-hmm. negotiating now, of course, I think from their perspective, that's not just to save face with the fan base. I think that's with the intent of wanting something done now. So if you really want to mm-hmm. do that and you really want to get something done now, then put an offer on the table that's not BS, that's legit. That's something that mm-hmm. he could maybe go to Boris and be like, hey, I know we want to test the waters, this, that, the other thing, but mm-hmm. Boris is no dummy. I think he understands right. where around where the top offer is going to be. And I think that there's there's a precedent for that. I don't think that's entirely impossible because there was there's an instance like this year where bogey went against what boris wanted i mean boris said early in the year we're not talking during the season we're talking after the year and it was like a couple weeks after that bogey was like no we can talk during the season don't listen to him (laughs) so i'm the the player listen to me yeah we can talk during the season ignore him so the fact that he was (laughs) all has already recently gone against boris's word publicly uh, it leads me to think like if there was one guy who is going to tell Boris, nah, dude, I'm taking this deal, it's probably Bogey. But that's also a little bit of me talking myself into it. No, no, that, that, is that a little booty talk? It's not booty talk. It's you we, talking we got some booty talk later. Don't, okay, don't, we got don't booty talk stay later. tuned. But no, I think, I think there's some precedent for it. I don't think that's out of my booty at all because I think. I, I I just think there's a precedent for it. He's he's gone against Boris before and said, "Nah, I know better." So if a deal comes along, the bogey likes. He's a guy who actually wants to be here. I know that we say that about so many guys, like, "Hey, he likes the team, whatever." Nah, I mean, no bogey Xander's really been, wants to be here. Yeah, he's been really vocal about it. I could see him saying, "Nah, man, I don't I don't want to create any kind of rift when I know that I'm probably just going to take this deal. It would take something a lot better to get me to go to." St. Louis or whatever. Well, Bogey ain't about the bells and whistles. That's one thing with Carlos Correa. I don't know if you saw that quote a few weeks ago where he's like, "I'm all about the bells and whistles." He's he, he goes, "Yeah, I saw him say that." <laughs> he goes, "I'm all about those bells and those whistles." That's what he said. No, yeah. he was like, you know, if you want me, like, like pay for me. You know what I mean? Like he's like, I go to the mall and I I want this cologne. I pay for it. I buy it. If you want me, mm-hmm. you got it. It was a weird quote, actually. I hate him. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I it's him. funny when you like you say something out loud. I'm like, oh yeah, that is a weird quote. Um, he's basically like, buy me. I'm like, what? What are you doing, dude? But he, it was basically I read into that as like, a, oh no, I'm gonna I- express this opt out and just try to continue to get a deal that is way more than what I actually deserve. Xander does not. He doesn't. He's not about. I I, I genuinely understand the difference between wanting a huge contract and wanting what you think is fit for you and not having all the chaos of like this, that, the other thing and having an opt out after the first year. Bogey wants guaranteed money for a guaranteed amount of years. And it's more than whatever is on his contract for both of those things. Mm -hmm. So he wants more for both, obviously, and he deserves it. So I think once that number is hit, I don't think he's going to start, you know, uh, nitpicking and trying to get, oh, well, this team's going to throw in an extra $5 million. If it comes down to that, I think he's just staying here. Yeah, and I I think what you're getting at in a, in a way, too, is like he's been dealing with this all year. Oh, God. He doesn't want to keep dealing with it. Wearing him down, too. You see it. You see yeah. it. Yeah. His last couple interviews is he's just, yeah, <laughs> just trying to enjoy it. Um, and I think what and he's his saying is His eyes are like, heavy. Like his, it's just heavy. Everything's heavy. 
Yeah, he needs Aruba, dude. I <laughs> I am so jealous. I I was just listening in on some conversations, you know, on the field near near the end of the season. People talking to, to players about, you know, like oh, going back home for the off season. Oh yeah, I'm going back to Texas, and I'm I'm going to do this, going to do that. Xander gets to go back to Aruba. I know, and nobody deserves that more. Just go and chill, and then hey, do you want to enter free agency and have that be? A stressful three months of your life? You know what? I actually don't. I'm happy with this deal. I'm, I've remembered what being chill feels like, mm. and I'd kind of like to keep it this way. I'm so talking myself into this. He's going to take the deal. <laughs> He's taking it. Yeah. He's taking the deal. The first I'm telling offer. You. I genu- there is a layer of this that's like, if it's near what he wanted, why wouldn't he just take it? Like I've, I've kind of always yeah. thought that, and very clearly based off his body language, in that press conference before that that Yankees opener in New York, he very clearly thought they were far apart. And you didn't have to hear any quote that said that. You could just read it on how he was carrying himself. So uh, Pedro, this was Spear had a really good piece, uh, per usual. Spear is just uh, a one-of-one, one, I think, in this market. He had a piece on Bogey uh, that was just very interesting. And it was it was more – it's not necessarily stuff that you didn't expect to hear. Um but I think he got this quote from Pedro. I don't know if Pedro said this on MLB Network or, or where it was, but this was in his article. Pedro's saying, if Xander opts out and leaves and leaves the team and JD leaves the team, I think Devers is most likely going to head the same way. Those guys are going to go. They're not going to have the essence of the franchise that we left. The culture that we left is going to be lost, and we don't know when we're going to get it back and how we're going to get it back. Now, Ownership obviously respects Pedro and Poppy, and those are guys that made it out. They made it to the finish line. I know Pedro got got dealt, but in terms of you know bad blood or anything, mm-hmm. you don't hear that with Pedro and Poppy and the Red Sox. I think everyone's treated everyone very well uh, over the course of the relationship of the last what now twenty five years uh, mm-hmm. since they got Pedro in the late. And 90s. I mean, there was there was some Poppy turmoil along the way. No, I, I'm saying I'm saying all things considered, I, I, with at anybody the end of the for, day, if yeah, with if anybody a, for two decades, you're going to have a little bit of turmoil. I think I think that's natural. Sure. Pass fail at the end of a career. It's pass. Yes, it's yes, pass. especially now where they stand now. So mm-hmm. with the, the guys being still involved with the team, I I genuinely think there is another element of this with the. And it, it, gen- it really feels like the, the varsity guys that, like, won, you know, at, with the high school team. They're like, you guys got to keep coach. He was there for us. You know, he was in the battle. It's really like getting those suggestions from the guys that are back for, like, alumni weekend. But yeah. with Pedro and Poppy, it's like, you got to factor in what they're saying. That This isn't booty talk from Pedro. I thought it was just mm-hmm. eye-opening to hear the culture that we left is going to be lost. Like, not like it might be lost. Like, it's gone. If you don't have bogey back... I don't know how you're rebuilding the culture, which we're going to talk about the Blue Jays later, but that matters. When you don't have anyone on your team that has been there, done that, that matters a lot. And, I, and with the Sox, it wouldn't be, it's not like, you know, Devers and some, you know, these guys, they would still have a few guys that have been there, done that, but the number mm-hmm. would be very small. And and, and I, Chris Sale's one of them, but still, what are you yeah. getting from Sale? I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, the, the list it's really from just the 18. Devers. Yeah, I mean, the list from the 18 team is short, dude, and one of those guys is Ryan Brazier, so the list is even shorter. (laughs) The the list of guys that you know you're going to get production from is maybe just Devers, because I know Barnes and Sale and Bray might just Mm -hmm. be Devers in terms of, like, 
guaranteed talent you're going to have in 2023 that was on the 18 team. That's only five mm-hmm. year difference. It's not we're not talking about some crazy gap here. Like obviously I each know. year that goes by, it feels like oh we're actually getting a ways away from 2018. But I just thought but that was like an a- interesting quote from Pedro. That was eye opening. Yeah, I mean, th- there's there's a great example of a team that you don't want to be, and that's the Cubs. Yeah. That, like, the 16 team is entirely gone now, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. In terms like, of the big... I, I mean, what, Ian Happ was probably on that, but, like, in terms of Happ big, might be. big guys, yeah. yeah. And Happ yeah. had a quote about that, too, where he was like, I didn't think we were going to, like, do that. Like, none of us really thought we were going to do that. And no. um, he was open about how it's impacted the vibes around the team obviously losing stinks but it's like you got rossi as manager which is nice Mm -hmm. but it's just completely different it's like your whole you know it's the march madness team that has a bunch of seniors and they all graduate Mm -hmm. it's like uh i don't think we're gonna be ranked next year yeah except except they didn't know they were graduating it's like a bunch (laughs) of kids got expelled (laughs) they got expelled yeah they got got it's like wait what they got kicked out of school for taking money yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what happened I mean, that's like, talk about what you don't want, dude. Talk about yeah. a, a fate that you really don't want. And there's this different, obviously, because uh, ownership did kind of let them know, maybe not right off the bat, but kind of did before the big the big day came. And there's just kind of a fire sale all at once. And it looks like if the Sox do go down that path, it's going to be this kind of, it's going to be a different path, right? Like there was, you know, Mookie had his moment and then, you know, JD kind of fades into the sunset and now the bogey conversation happens, and next year is the Devers one. Sale was also like this slow burnout. I mean, not that his career is done, but... No, but, you but know, it's, it's been it's on that been, path. It's fizzled. Yeah, it's some coals right now. You can still stoke some flames, but right now mm. it's coals. And uh, it's almost like you, you wake up one day and you're like, wait a second, are we going down that path? Because like the, the, the Cubs happened right in front of you. And the oh, whole nation cool. like yeah. kind of reached out in, in solidarity and said, "Hey, we're really sorry. That <laughs> we're sucks. Sorry, guys. That's not." But now great. we're looking at ourselves like, "Wait, our championship team from four years ago is kind of gone." Yeah. Or 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 maybe you know that's why you got to lock up Brazier. You got to <laughs> lock up Barnes in that order. Well, they already got Barnesy. Some yeah. would say, unfortunately, but he closed strong. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you had but like I mean, a closing piece a there. Of, I thought you had like a, a No, rah! I don't. No, I don't have a hook. I don't remember. I did the whole start a sentence. I'll figure out where I'm going thing. Yeah. I was what ready for this big dagger at the end, Joe. I thought there was going to be this big like, and we're going And here, that's going why there, they and, need. All right. Well, well, I mean, you, you teased it already. The Blue Jays. You feel like the Blue Jays don't have a guy who's been there, done that, been that leadership oh, we'll, we'll, role. We'll get and some that's Jays. why. We'll oh, you don't chase. want to get there yet? Okay, no, I'm not I, there yet. Because I think they yet. do have whatever. We'll, we'll get. We'll talk about it when we get there. I'm not there. No, no. I, Springer obviously count. I'm just saying, like that. That's your guy that you didn't just sign. You know, yeah, I, I think there's yeah. a di- there's a difference when it's that. That's where Bogey endeavors come into play. Where it's like those are your guys. Those are homegrown guys. So it's it's yeah. a little bit different. But uh, one last thing from Spear here in that same article talking about Bogey. He is one of five big leaguers to post an OPS of 800 or better in each of the last five years while qualifying for the batting title, joining Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, and Jose Ramirez. (laughs) So that was, I'm like, it's, we know Bogey's great, but when you can start throwing them into the same groups as, you know, Mookie, Freeman, and uh, Freeman, Freeman. (laughs) I can't think of Freddie or J-Ram without doing that. Dude, if there was a... (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Real quick side note here. If there was a camera in my living room over this <laughs> wild card series, every every Guardians at bat for J-Ram, I am on my couch going, Freema, do you want to be here? I don't mean. God, it's so good. Joey, what I've learned about Joey this year is he's he's got some random talents. He's got some random like <laughs> hidden talents, and one of them is he's spot on with the Jose Ramirez impression. I don't know where that's gonna help you down the line, but he's got. If I ever meet him, I'm gonna do it to his face. I'm gonna be like, dude, you gotta hear this. When the Guardians are in town, I'll be like, dude, this is gonna, you're gonna love this. And he's definitely not gonna, but on field, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, he's taking BP. He'll get a big kick out of that. Hey, over here, Jose. Jose, listen. Jose, I got I can say your voice back to you. Um But yeah, that is that's it for Bogey for now. I mean, every episode, obviously, we'll be talking about Xander Bogarts, but uh we got some more things to touch up on. Eric Hosmer, an update on Hosmer and some postseason thoughts as well. Coming up next on episode 68 of Inside the Monster. Welcome back to episode 68 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster. This is the Josh Reddick episode. Ooh. Jose Iglesias episode. Jose Iglesias. Matty Bonds. Matty Bonds for for Probably. four seasons. That was longer than I thought. I, he was sixty-eight yeah. for four years. Give him a real number, dude. I <laughs> I look at some names of some players who have been on the Red Sox, and I'm like, I watched all these games. Don't remember these folks. <laughs> I mean, they these guys barely played. Zach Godley, Dan Butler. I'm like, man, I'm sure you guys were here. Dude, Jalen Beeks, that's a tough yeah. one. That one that yeah. one hurts a little bit. Um who else we got here? Alex Hassan. Who could forget him? Oh man. That is something. This is also another one of those numbers we talk about it, Joey, where it was just not used for so long. And mm-hmm. then it finally was. What year was the first one? Deverne Hansack. Two thousand six. Oh six. Sixty eight's not a crazy number. I feel like it's like a, a sturdy reliever number. Yeah, sixty-eight's not bad. Anyway, no, I'd take sixty-eight if they, you know, if if my day comes. Saw this report today. This has just become the Alex Spear show, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Spear, Stat Stat Masterson. I always would say Stat Masterson, but X name he gave him is Stat Masterson. Doesn't he feel like Stats Masterson because it's a lot it of rolls. stats. It rolls a little bit better. And he gives you so many stats. It's not like he just gives you one. Like Spear, during the game, he's just got so many stats. He's got stats, yeah. Yeah. No, I think, are you saying that maybe you should should replace Eck in the booth? Yeah, I'm saying saying? I should be in the booth now because I'm just going to change all his nicknames up and and just go from there. And I definitely have (laughs) the same. That guy's a pair of sandals. (laughs) I definitely have the same knowledge as Eck, so I'll just hop right on up there and no one will notice the difference. Uh, Eric Hosmer has a full no trade clause which it's funny when like random about little it, huh? tidbits will pop up on October 12th like <laughs> yeah it's like, I like oh, that would have been nice to know that's yeah. really interesting i know cuz we all have we've had opinions on Hosmer and like oh what they should do this that the other thing it's like well knowing the full no trade would have been cool um but yeah this is from spear according to two major league sources the contract 
that Hosmer signed also included a provision that Hosmer would receive full no-trade protection for the rest of the deal if he were traded. This was the initial Padres deal that he signed. Once Hosmer was dealt to the Sox, he gained that right to the full no-trade protection. So that's interesting. That's an, an interesting layer of this where he had, I believe, what, a 10-team no-trade clause uh, mm-hmm. with, with the Padres. Now he's got a full no-trade clause, which will definitely change how the Red Sox look at him. I've always just wanted Hosmer to stay on the team. I mean, we never know what the talks are behind the scenes of, like, if that would be the difference in a deal. And some people might be laughing. But it's like, Hosmer, Hosmer provides more than he gets credit for. I feel like he gets ripped by everybody. And it's like, this guy's not that bad. Like, mm-hmm. he's still... There's something to be said about the veteran leadership. Been there, done that. Good glove at first. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox needed that... For a while, relationship with Hosmer, or with Hosmer, with himself, he has <laughs> yeah. a great relationship with the relationship with Casas. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot to be said about that, and I think we all know it, and we're going to continue to say it through the office. Oh, but this, that, the, we all know the stuff with Hosmer. We all know. Yeah, but it, this is interesting. It's, it's uh, an interesting, uh, you know, add-on that we didn't know. Yes, especially because there is a pretty loud community saying that the right move is to trade him. Yeah. So it's it's not like oh you figured out that, that uh, Verdugo has a new no trade clause it's like all right yeah I think that 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 doesn't really affect <laughs> anything yeah that, that seems fine uh, yeah he's a guy who has gotten a lot of conversations and I kind of have been on the fence about it I don't really feel strongly one way or the other I think that there is a lot to be said about the veteran presence and the relationship with Casas and all that um, it's also a, a little strange and you wonder like how he would be utilized. Um, but also knowing that he's not going to be an everyday guy here might make him free up that no trade a little bit. If he knows that he's going to a team where he's going to be an everyday guy. Yeah. Um, but let's say the Sox, you know, do sign Xander. Let's say they do add, I don't know, Aaron judge and, <laughs> you know, throw in. Ed, Edwin Diaz, Shohei Otani. He's, you're just uh, throwing these guys. Yeah, these guys are just going to be low-salary ads. These are guys, just guys I thought of. They just... I, I, I just thought of them randomly. Waiver-wire guys, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm saying if you make a contender yeah. out of yourself, if you look like a real contender, that kind of flips him the other way. I wouldn't want to go anywhere even to be an everyday guy if I know I got a shot at a ring, especially late in my career. So, uh, I don't... Th- think it's clear how that affects things quite yet i think it's like the moves that happen around him and it's also like what happens with with bob like is is does bob stick around because if so then he's you know kind of sharing playing time three ways presumably assuming that bob is gonna kind of be up and down again which would be my guess yeah um i think the one thing it guarantees (coughs) excuse me one thing it guarantees is that it's just another great thing for Eric Hosmer. This deal keeps on giving. This is the, this is the deal that is just so player friendly. I mean, he signed 144 million eight year contract that runs through the 2025 season. He's obviously getting every penny of that, and now he's added on a full no trade clause because he got dealt to the Red Sox. So. If you're Eric Cosmo, you're just living good. I think that's the one guarantee that we know is that this guy He's good. He's good. He not only is he good, but now he's even better than he was when he was on the Padres. Because he can tell you, 
I'm not going to that team. I'm not going to that team. Keep paying me all this money. Also, have Casas play. I'll just hang out. I get all the gear, the Red Sox gear. I can hang out in the dugout and give some advice. That was my guy growing up. So mm-hmm. I, it's it's funny to me. Funny is not the right word, but he has fully benefited from getting a deal that was probably more than he should have got. But again, another Boris guy. I remember he was talking about the hot talent lava uh, that was going to be coming to San Diego in the form of Eric Hosmer during that uh, intro presser, which was very funny. But it's just it's another W for Hosmer uh, among mm-hmm. a list of W's that have been stacking up for him uh, since he signed that deal. To further the case for not trading him, I just remembered the Sox are paying him like $88 a year. I think it's 20 bucks a, a season, yeah. Is it 20 it, it can get to 88 with incentives. Right, 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 right. MVP votes, he gets yeah. up to $88. If he wins the MVP out, outright, unanimously, I think it gets to 88 Yeah. <laughs> Unanimous MVP, we bump it up to $88. Dude, that, would, that would be funny with some of these contracts. If they're like, well, we're going to sign into a million-dollar deal, but if you unanimously win the MVP, we're going to give you $10 million. So there always is that. <laughs> So you're gonna say a million and eighty-eight. A million eighty-eight. <laughs> I just I would like because they always talk about oh well it's you know incentive laden deal and all that it's like yeah. the the idea of incentives that are just obviously not gonna happen would be kind of funny. Yeah. Well, so being that we're paying them eighty-eight dollars with incentives. Yes. It's strange. Twenty, 20 with incentives. Right. It, it's strange that there is a. Um, such a loud voice asking to trade him because it's like yeah. what is like even if he's packaged how much does he really add to it? what team is like looking to give up something real for eric hosmer right now we were and the team it, that needed eric hosmer more than the other teams. yeah yeah and i and some would argue still do i was so, gonna say that and, whoop, oh, and i stole still your do. point i stole your point and still do because yeah. like you have a rookie dude it's like yeah casas looked really good like to just bank on him for a full season with Bobby Dahlbeck backing him up. I don't know if I love that idea. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind having a, a veteran there. I'm, I'm I've talked myself into it. I'm on team keep Hosmer around, dude. I mean, it's gonna be a headache too. What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna try really hard with the team to to sell Eric Hosmer there to get something back, somebody that you're probably going to be paying more money to, and then have to go through the headache of his no trade clause and whatever for really no gain i don't get it Nah, keep keep hosmer around dude i'm 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 happy with him here and i've always said this steve this is really important yeah i've always said that my swing looks like hosmer's swing so i like to see him swing the bat you guys have some swings i'm like there it is that's my swing yeah he's got a long swing he has one of the biggest bats in the league i have never seen anyone with a bigger bat than hosmer i know sometimes people use that as like a jordan alvarez no like physically the bat is like enormous it's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's like a not plus ta- I'm eight. not talking like a bunch of homers. <laughs> I'm just talking that bat's big. <laughs> that is a They big... made some rule exceptions to <laughs> Yeah. He was like, "Well, this is the hot lava I was talking about." It's <laughs> yeah, actually The hot lava is the 48-inch yeah. bat. Um Yeah. Yeah, I I just the way I look at the Hosmer thing, and I think you and I are definitely in agreement here, it's just not going to hurt you to keep him. It, it, you're paying him 20 bucks. The the Costas relationship, the veteran presence, been there done that, good glove at first. And if you were to rank teams that need Eric Hosmer, all MLB teams, Sox are right at the top of the list. So it's like yeah. you have the guy that you would have needed and you did need this past season and, and took a while to get. Um, 
so yeah, I, I, the, it's just an interesting. It was more of a oh, okay, he's got a full no huh. trade. So another W in the Hosmer column, you know, for him. Uh, that's not as as team friendly. So is what it is. I think just benefit from having him and what he can bring to the team with the understanding that it's not. And he gets it too. He's he's handled this great. Because the quotes, any quote I've seen from Hosmer, he he understands the situation. He's not like, no, I should be getting starts at first. It's like, it's obviously Casas. And I know he would never, but I'm just saying some veterans yeah. that have been there, done mm-hmm. that, won a World Series, would not be as like, yeah, bench me. <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. play. Especially yeah. if they're making that money. You see but, with Chris Sale, you want to justify mm-hmm. your contract. Sale feels like crap for, you know, constantly not, not living up to that because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Hosmer, probably part of him is like, yeah, I want to at least... Not have everyone, everybody on my back. I want to do some stuff out there. I don't know, dude. It's like he's making the money that he's making. He's got a ring. And now he's out of the town where people were screaming at him that he was stealing their money. You baseball, know? baseball Twitter, I don't think he cares much about this, but mm-hmm. baseball Twitter, few few people get ripped more on baseball Twitter than Eric Cosmer. He, he gets yeah. destroyed. I'm by- sure you hear some of it. I mean, I know guys aren't like... I don't. I was gonna say I know guys aren't searching their name, but I don't know that. No, they do. So, oh, they do big time. Yeah. That's how I got blocked by Stroman because I didn't. I didn't tag. Well, him Stroman, name. I think, is like a, a. He's the top of the list. There's of the very guy. few yeah. guys like. I mean, I think. I think he might be like the top of the list now. There's not very many other guys who are that vocal. And like the only other guy was Trevor Bauer, who was like, oh god, the worst. That. I know. Remember that name? It doesn't oh, feel like he's... it's been so good to not hear from him. Oh, my God. It's been so good. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what you got yeah, till it's to gone. Him like, up. in the flip way, it's like, you don't know how bad it is till they're gone. Like, oh, this is nice. Uh, yeah, it got <laughs> so much better. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, but, but, yeah, there's not a lot of guys who uh, interact with with people who are talking to them. So, like, it's hard to know how many guys are on there. But you assume you assume they do to, to some extent. So I'm sure that's like a weight off his back too that he's not in San Diego anymore and that he's not hearing it from the crowd too. You don't have to search your name when you strike out and are walking back to the dugout and you hear people yelling about your contract at you. So I thought I heard that totally wrong. I thought you meant he was searching his name as he's going back to the no. dugout. Say <laughs> so you don't have to be. He you don't strikes have to out. Be he's like looking God, for anything. What are people saying about that guy? People probably didn't like <laughs> that. I just took a pitch right down the middle. Um, yeah, I think that was that was about it for Sox stuff, unless you had any other uh, Sox thoughts. There's obviously not a lot going on, but got some postseason thoughts. We'll be yeah. doing this every week. Is, we should, should we call this something? Postseason thoughts kind of stinks. Um, yeah, it does. What can we so call this do segment? What can we call this segment? We, have, we already have closing thoughts. We need something different. Um, I don't know. if it's, it's not really a segment. It's just I assume it's what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's more going to be after whatever the trending Sox stuff is. So, like, what, around the playoffs? That stinks. Postseason Palooza. Postseason Palooza. There we go. All right, postseason Palooza. It is that time of the show. Um, I just, as the game's gone on, Joe, I've just been writing stuff down that's that's popped up. So that these yep. are just completely out of order. Um, <laughs> and it, it just the kinda, stuff that's popped up, you're like, did you see the Blue Jays lost? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's out yeah. of order. This doesn't necessarily have a rhyme or reason, but okay. uh, people that leave postseason games early what, go what to are, hell. What are immediately. we <laughs> yeah, immediately? Yeah, that's what I have written down. Go to hell. Uh, I was rooting you, what, for the Cardinals strictly because I saw people leaving that game. I was like, I hope you all miss it. You mean rooting you, for the Phillies? No, I mean I saw Cardinals fans leaving, 
and so I was you, like, I hope. Oh, oh okay, yeah. I oh, hope I your team you. comes back you. and wins, and you miss it, and you have to tell that story forever. And then I hope you buy tickets to Game Three. You come there and you stay for the whole thing, and they lose in heartbreaking fashion. I really I hope so. Can't disagree with you, Joey. It's kind of the Mi- the Miami Heat fans. They do that all the time. They are known for mm-hmm. leaving the game early. If you're at the playoffs, well, just don't leave early. Don't like it's a postseason game. We yeah. all know the tickets are expensive. You, you already have been a fan through Are you going to beat the traffic? Dude, yeah, what do you, and also, the time of the day, it was like, whatever, 4 p.m. Central Time. What, yeah. what are you rushing home for? What do you and guys do, dinner thing. at 4.30? <laughs> what, what are you doing? About the Heat fans, it, it almost makes a little bit of sense because it's like, ah, oh, you're in Miami. Maybe you don't care about the game. You're doing something. They're like, hey, let's hit the beach. Let's go do yeah, whatever. Night, night what life, whatever. the hell is calling your name in St. <laughs> Louis, Missouri? They're all going to the Arch. They all have this thing <laughs> where they go to the, the Arch. You know what I think of when I think of Missouri? <laughs> I think of that episode of Family uh, – Family, uh, what is that show called? What? Fair, fairy fair, – fair. Are you? Did you just die? Whoa. What's the name of the Timmy Turner? What fairly odd parents? Fairly odd parents. Holy cow! I never, I never watched Fairly Odd Parents. Oh God! Well, there's an episode of Fairly Odd Parents where uh, I think it's Tom Sawyer <laughs> is is there, and he says, like they say in Missouri, I ain't never going back to Missouri. And that's what I think of when I think of Missouri. So I don't know what you people could possibly be leaving to go do in St. Louis, Especially- but I hope it was worth it. Especially in the last season of Yachty and Pujols, you would never the rest That's of your true, life, dude. You would never forgive yourself if they got like bases loaded, bottom nine, and Pujols went deep, which is not even that crazy. I mean, it's Albert Pujols just not. had the second highest OPS in the second half of the season of all of baseball, and he's also been writing a fairy tale. So, like, of course, his story would have that chapter in it. You know? Yes, yes. So I, I saw it. I'm watching with my dad for. Uh, that what Friday and Saturday I was back home, mm-hmm. and we both saw it around the same time of just like look at all the empty seats. This was top nine of a game in the ninth inning. They were up two nothing, and there were a bunch of empty seats. Not because they're leaving, because their team had the lead. They left after they gave up six runs in the top of the ninth. Now it's an all time collapse in terms of one inning uh, for yeah. postseason history. That I don't think that's ever happened. I think there was a stat that was the first time ever that a team trailing scored six runs in the top of the ninth. But still, you're not four runs is not insurmountable. I mean, a team literally just scored six in that inning. So Exactly, yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't love that. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But the, one of the biggest things that's been jumping out to me, Joey, and this is not a surprise, but the Red Sox, they need a dude at the top of the rotation. They need a guy. Oh, the yeah. Red Sox desperately need a number one starter they can rely on all of next season. They do not have it, and it is so blatantly clear watching the the playoffs. You forget every year until October comes how important starting pitching is. Once you see, like, I don't know, like the Braves, and you're like, oh, it's Spencer Strider, and then uh, after that it's it's Max Freed, and then, oh, over here, oh, it's Tristan McKenzie followed by, oh, it's versus Luis Castillo. Yeah, it's and Verlander and, like, and, and Valdez, even though Verlander got rocked. Like, yeah. still, it, it's... You're like, oh, my God. Like, like you f- start to feel for lineups. You're like, you guys just faced their dude yesterday, and then today, you got another dude coming your way. You got dude two. That you is dude number two. Some would even argue better way. than dude one, and he's ready yeah. to beat you in game two. Yeah, and then if they go to game three... Dude, one's probably pitching again. Yeah, because he's a crazy guy. And <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're, it, dude, threes are all pretty good. 
And they dude threes dude are not threes. bad. They got good dude threes. Yeah. And dude threes are like our dude ones. Oh, yeah. Their dude threes are better than our dude one. That's true. That's true. It really, really makes you makes you realize what the difference is. We don't have you enough know, dudes. We need more dudes, dudes. In, in the rotation. I looked up the average ERA because I'm, I'm always checking MLB.com for uh, what Joey would, would do all season for the pitching matchups. And I was looking, you know, for Wednesday and Thursday for pivotal games. We got some really important games uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Some game two. I don't like the schedule, by the way. I don't like that we don't get four again on Wednesday. And it's just the NL playing and then it's just the AL, whatever. But um, I looked up the average ERA because I'm looking at these guys and they're all like basically in the twos and and the low threes. I'm like, what is the average ERA of the eight postseason starters that are going on Wednesday and Thursday? And these are not all the number ones. These are actually, like, none of the ones. I, I know, I guess, with, with Castillo, with the Mariners, because of how that played sure. out. But yeah. most of the case, it's not the number one. And the mm-hmm. average ERA of the eight postseason starters for Wednesday and Thursday. Can I take a guess? DS. Yeah, what do, what do, you, what do you got? 297. 284. Pretty close. Wow. Pretty close. 284. That's, that's is the average ERA of eight postseason starters that are not the top dudes. Like, it's insane. And you look at some of the records, and I know people don't care about the records anymore. This is like 18 and 5, like 17 and 4. It's just a bunch of guys that uh, are very clearly not on the Red Sox, and they're just so far from having those dudes. <laughs> All of these guys are very clearly not on the Red Sox. That's one thing I've noticed about these I've Mariners noticed. pitchers and these Yankees pitchers. None of them are on the Red Sox. They're not on the Sox. It's wild, dude. No, but I, I looked up. There are four Red Sox starters this year that pitched over 100 innings, and mm-hmm. it's Pavetta, Walker, Hill, and Evaldi. And their ERAs, respectively, in terms of innings pitched, going down the, risk, the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pavetta, 4-5-6. Walker was a 3-3-2. Rich Hill, 4-2-7. Nate Evaldi, 3-8-7. So none of them even sniffed 2-8-4. I know Walker was the closest, but still, he, he gets over three there with his last two starts being rough. The average of their four starters over 100 innings pitched was a 4.06 ERA, and again, the average Damn. of the eight postseason starters Wednesday and Thursday, 2.84. So you're you're a ways, you're a ways from having some dudes at the top of the rotation, and it's been eye opening. Not like, and I'm not saying this like this was a huge surprise, like you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but when you see it right in front of you, when it's like, and there's something to be said too about like what's on the line. I know mm-hmm. Verlander got rocked, but wild card round. Outside of Scherzer, these guys are dealing. Like these, they, like you know, Degrom went out there in a do or die game and was great. Castillo in Toronto was great, mm-hmm. and you know, for the most part, all these guys are going out there and and throwing gems. Um, I know Manoa is a guy uh, that probably wanted to have a better start than he actually had. Let's talk about the Jays right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about the Blue Jays. Yeah. I I hate the Blue Jays so much. <laughs> I hate the Blue That's Jays. That's been growing all year. You kind of went back and forth a couple times. You're like, oh, I kind of like Manoa. I kind of wish this guy was here. And I, like, oh, they're fun. And it slowly evolved. Steve. I hate you the Blue hate Jays. It's, here's the thing, Joey. Mm. If you're going to whoop the Sox like you did, you go 16-3 and three against the Red Sox this year, which is saying that again just sounds – they won 16 of the 19 games against the Red Sox this season. And then go on to not win a postseason game. You can't win a postseason game. You got Alec Manoa out here like, oh, pressure's only something you have in your tires. 
And when he, he has no postseason experience, goes out there, gets relatively rocked, was not great, was not nearly as good as he's uh, been all season long. All these guys got Vladdy's super, this is my house, this is my house. Get ready and, for the movie. Get ready for the movie. And yet you don't even win a game against a team that hasn't been in the playoffs <laughs> in 20 years? Like, I was and you so... Give up a, and you give up a lead that had you, you with Yeah. A, it had been 14 mm-hmm. years since a team had given up a 7-plus run lead in a postseason game. And you go right ahead and do that to end your season. That's how your season ended. Like I, I'm, I'm sick of the Blue Jays. Like it, it, it's Dude. one thing if they're crushing the Sox, and it's like, hey, mm-hmm. tip your cap. That team's loaded. You go up and down the lineup. Mm-hmm. Good rotation. You got a legitimate closer. They had a bunch of uh, things that the Red Sox did not have. And then you mm-hmm. go in the playoffs and you can't win a game. I, no excuses. That was so pathetic. And I love the Mariners. I want the Mariners to win. But mm-hmm. it's like you gotta be bleeping kidding me if you can't win. They haven't won a playoff game in six years. And they walk around with their That's chests cr- out. Whoa. They're, they haven't won since 2016. Wow. Won a game. Oh, my God. Don't they carry themselves like That's they've like, won three straight World Series titles? I mean, this core hasn't won a postseason game. You're they haven't me. won a postseason because game. They this got swept core by the Rays. and Bo and, yeah. and Biggio and Manoa. And, and Springer. And Springer. Yeah. Yeah. Spring, like you no, said, Springer he's an outside guy. On, so. And we had nothing against Springer. And I have yeah. so much respect for him. And he he risked Dude. his body out Let's there talk and, with about that play. Let's talk about that. Insane. That the moment that I started to to hate the Blue Jays this season was during All Star voting, when they overtook when Blue Jays fans overtook All Star voting and just made it a Blue Jays game. I was so angry because Bo Bichette ended up, I think, second in baseball in errors, and he was your your starter for the American League at shortstop. And he he batted, what, like 238? Like he was, he's he's nothing. And defensive blunders are one thing, but to put your teammate at risk because you're not letting your center fielder call you off, a guy who's fighting through an injury already and you take him out in a brutal way. Dude, I haven't seen Bo get anything for that i just see everybody going like oh man it sucks that that happened he's also going all out the 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 collision is tough no i know you let you let your center fielder get it no i know but it was the tough part with that joey is that ball is at 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 its core is in no man's land that ball is not a obvious center field ball or an obvious infielder ball Mm -hmm. um and off the bat i was like oh that's trouble like you kind of know with with the angle i'm like uh uh-oh like that that might drop and not only Mm -hmm. does that drop but obviously you have the collision and then all three score. It could have dropped and maybe two score. But maybe then two. all yeah. three score and you tie was it, the game. Uh, was it two outs? Were, two was outs. Was everybody in motion? Eight to five. You got yeah. your closer in there in Romero, which we mm-hmm. see. You see this in the playoffs where closers are in positions they're not normally in and things happen. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want to fully blame them for a bloop. But, um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying with Bo. It's, I, it's hard for me to get on a guy if he's going all out and then he happens to collide uh, with with a player, I mean that that's the kind of thing that unfortunately happens. But I, I think they both knew what was at stake. They both yeah. had I, inst- instinctually as a baseball player, you you know that ball's trouble off the bat too, and you know oh, if yeah. this thing drops, this might be especially on a turf. This might take mm-hmm. a weird hot. This might be a tie game if this thing drops, and sure enough, it was. Yeah. Um, Dude, how about how about George still hyping up the crowd on the cart? He had a separated shoulder and a concussion. 
and he and he already had the wrist injury from yeah. earlier. He had he had a hurt wrist George coming Springer's in. George Springer is a baller. He is a baller. Yeah, I, I he love had that George hurt Springer. that hurt wrist coming into the game, and then he gets hit by a pitch on that hand, yeah. and then he has that play along the wall where he jams it up, and you can see him immediately take the glove off and and hold it. So he's already fighting through something. That happens. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah, he's got a separated shoulder, and he's come on. It's not over yet. I know they tied it up, but it's not <laughs> yeah. yet. Nothing. And then I, geez, I just I can't with the Blue Jays, man. It, it's someone's got. I don't know who it is, but here's the deal. How like, crazy? Springer is a guy that likes to lead into the cockiness a little bit too. So and yeah. he's the veteran. So you need the the Blue Jays desperately need a guy that's going to be like, hey Manoa, like Vladdy, like Bo, y'all ain't want a damn thing. Stop acting like you guys like run the majors, like you run the league. Like they they seriously have this attitude, and their fans too. A lot of their fans have this attitude, like this been there, done that thing. It's like they won a World Series in thirty years. Like let's everyone yeah. relax, everyone calm down, and, and stop expecting the moon when you know you haven't won a World Series in that long, you haven't won a playoff game in, in six years. Like it, it's. Yeah, I was so I was so disappointed. I felt like they like a letdown father or something. I don't know. I was just like, you you should be so much better, and shouldn't you be ashamed that you're carrying yourself so you know in this cocky manner when you haven't done a damn thing? So, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I was no, I loved it. I loved it too because it's like there you mm-hmm. go. That's what you get. It's gonna be yeah. a movie. Yeah, that movie stinks. That movie's getting I, like a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You, you got eliminated <laughs> again in in the first round. And yeah, it's like you don't, you don't normally Snow even Dogs make the four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Movie's trash. I just I can't. I mean, man. obviously the, the Yankees are a little different, but like when I, I wanted them to get swept too, I was like, how great would it be if the oh. AL East comes in and just doesn't win a game? That would <laughs> if just the Red be Sox lovely. win the same amount of playoff games as the rest of the AL East this year. That would have that been pretty would, funny. That would have been awesome. I think it might it might be one less. There's still a, a chance it, it for is, that. It is Isn't kind it? of funny though that it's the Rays and Jays won the same amount of postseason games as the Red Sox this year. That gave me a That trouble. is funny. That is funny. Uh, dude, back to Springer. How yeah. funny is it that one of the most liked and likable players on the Toronto Blue Jays was one of the faces of the 2017 Astros? Yeah, it is kind of weird. How crazy is that? He kind of steered The most likable guy is like a, like a known participator in like the largest cheating scandal in Major League Baseball history. And he's I mean, still... let's, let's be real. Our managers mm-hmm. steered, steered clear of a lot of that, too. That's true. Cora and Springer have kind of, I don't want to say gotten off clean, but I remember even talking with Alex, and he thought, oh, I'm going to get ripped, you know, that first year back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't think you are. <laughs> <I'm pretty, laughs> and then it, it didn't. <laughs> Everybody's just cool. I mean, Yankee fans, of course, but like that, I think that's going to happen regardless. Um, it is a good point, though. Yeah, Springer kind of steers clear of that. Uh, but yeah, screw the Blue Jays, man. I I have no respect for them, and it's it, it, that's why I've flipped. It's like, all right, if you're gonna do this whole beatdown thing, and you're gonna be like, it's gonna be a movie, yada yada yada. You better back that up. Day before your first playoff start, oh, pressure's the only thing you put in your tires. And I saw Bleach Report send the alert, like legendary quote by Alec Manoa. I'm like, yeah, but you gotta earn the legendary quotes. You gotta earn your cockiness. Yeah, what's they have legendary not legendary about. Yeah, what's legendary about just saying something and then getting rocked? No, but that 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 would happen there a lot. We'd be like, "OMG, can you believe what LeBron said?" It's like, "Yeah, I can." But I, I just I can't with the Blue Jays, man. I am just it's driving me nuts. You got to earn the cocky quotes 
Mm-hmm. You got to earn, you know, puffing the chest out, and they have not done that. One thing, though, that, that it reminds and shout out to the Mariners. I love that mm-hmm. uh, they won that series. Brutal ending to game one there in Houston. Oh, yeah, my God. That I did not see tough. that coming. I, did I really not see didn't. That and I know it's one of those where it's like, if they get a couple guys on, you know, oh, it mm-hmm. comes down to this in Houston. I'm like, they're not going to win this game. And then it's like, no, yeah, feeling the same way. don't put another guy. No, not in front of Alvarez. Mm-hmm. That, that's Dude, even when Alvarez came up, I was like, I still, still didn't think two so. Two outs. Yeah. Like, what, what is he, plate one, if that? Like, he's going to ground out here to sec. Oh, my God, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's game. The funny <laughs> What do you think with those is that it's like such a guarantee off the bat. Like the Poppy Grand Slam uh, with Tori Hunter flipping over, that was not a guarantee off the bat. I thought it was too low. No? I, I Well, it was low. I didn't think it had enough height. Mm. Alvarez hit it like 8 million miles an hour to like the third deck. And used the, that guy is a that thing, Yeah, that thing broke the upper deck. <laughs> they have to, they're fixing it for game two. They need this day off to get a new upper deck in Houston. But um, I, I just felt bad. I felt bad for Seattle. It's like, because those are the kind of games that you just know you need if you're going to win a series against a team like the Astros. Like, you got it. Mm-hmm. You had to lead the whole game. You know, Bregman hits the two run homer. It's like, yeah, you still got it. You still got it. And then you bring in Robbie Ray in a situation he's never been in, and it's just boom. But um, overmanaging, brother. Overmanaging. No, speaking of which, to be speaking said. of which, yeah. the Rays, dude. The Rays. The Rays. Oh One run in what, 24 innings of baseball? Talk about an embarrassing performance for them and the Jays. If Rays and Jays, mm-hmm. not the way you wanted to end your seasons. My goodness. Yeah. That game I mean, was getting do... annoying at a certain point. After like 11, I'm like, come on, guys. Someone's got to score. Yeah. No, it stopped being fun. And somebody made a great point. <coughs> not going to take. just coughing not gonna, it on yeah, Someone said this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, somebody made the point like, it stops being like a like a pitching duel when you're on like pitcher number eight yeah, <laughs> and like you're starting to look at position players to come in. That's just like an offensive barf fest. That's yeah. That's, that's your really lineup uh, stink right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what that is. And then uh, the guardians went on to in game one of the DS put up one run on a solo Homer. And it's like, it's like, okay, that's probably going to travel over. Like their offense is not what it needs to be. Like both of those teams, the rays and the guardians came in, on the backs of their pitching, but like you gotta have, you gotta have some offense. <laughs> you gotta have something, right? You can't be averaging. Uh, what, what are the Guardians averaging a game like one and a half runs? Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, I'm just looking at runs scored this season and where the Guardians rank of playoff teams. The Rays are worst, which is not surprising at six six six. That's a little weird. Yikes. Um, the Mariners are second to last in runs of playoff teams with 690. The Guardians are third to last with 698. So that's another thing with the Mariners. It's like they don't normally put up runs like that, and you still lost. Like that that was that was a tough one there against yeah. Houston. But yeah, the Rays, I mean, it's come on. That's it scored one run off a solo shot. That was it. And I understand. I want your thoughts, Joey, on the wild card round just in general. I yeah, I love that. That was a fun weekend. That was great. I, I really like it a lot. I was a little apprehensive about if I, I told you about this actually. We were at Fenway, and I was like, I don't know if it's going to get my postseason fire going the same way just two winner take all games did. Yeah, I was wrong. I stand corrected. Like four, two best two out of three series, awesome. 
Well, Absolutely it, awesome. It was awesome. And it, this is going to, if you rank 10 years from now, the top 10 wildcard rounds, this might end up being 10th. <laughs> so like <laughs> it was great. And this might end up being one of the worst wildcard rounds we had in terms of like game yeah, three. As as tr- yeah, exactly. Yeah. One game three. And like there was a 15 inning shutout game. No one game. scored, which is like yeah. some people be like, that's great. I'm like, no, that sucks. Like someone's got to score. The game fun. started at noon. Fun. It was like 530. I'm like, someone's got to score a run yeah. here. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, 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 just, I love the format. Can I just real quick a side note here? This is yeah. just a little bit of breaking news. Oh, okay. The Brave the Braves do everything right. Oh yeah. Like as far as like locking down players, like their their whole the the new park, bloopers great. Like the Braves just do a lot of things right. Uh today's uh game two of the NLDS I was supposed to start at four thirty. It's uh delayed due to inclement weather. But they just tweeted for fans with tickets to today's game, gates are still opening at three. Food and alcoholic beverages will be discounted fifty percent until first pitch. Oh wow! What They're a like, deal. just still come here, come here. Food's half off. Come, just hang out. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I love That's, that. This is really cool. I yeah. thought you were just gonna say the gates are open. I'm like, yeah, they want to get the concession money. It's like, oh, fifty percent off. Yeah, just come hang out. Who cares? And you don't hear fifty percent off and of postseason in the same line like ever. That's pretty good. Yeah, and now we're probably going to get two night games. I like that. that. That's the first thing I thought when I saw that. I'm like, oh, nice. Two night yeah. playoff Well, games. I know you're going to be locked in the bees. I will be. Season starts tonight. I know. Elaine's here tonight. She's not on this trip. She goes on, mm-hmm. like, I think a third of the Bruins road trips uh, mm-hmm. with the team. But, yeah, we'll be, we will be locked into bees. That is a, that's a fact. I was joking, but uh, you're actually going to be locked in. That's Yeah. Dude, I love the bees. Cool. That, that was actually my closing thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll save that. <laughs> I love the Bruins. That's You're a hockey guy thought. now? That's your closing Yeah, I'm, I'm quitting baseball. I'm going out of hockey. Um, no, one last thing I wanted to mention, just with the the seven-run comeback by the Mariners, which was – yeah, I think I said that game was over multiple – like, incredible job by the Mariners to win that game. That's that's one part. I know the Blue Jays, like, literally, like, F you. I, I have not been upset at a, at a non-Red Sox team like this in a long time. Well, it's like, don't – they're, so frauds, frauds, dude. Yeah, frauds. just you're just you're liars. You're liars. You 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 act like oh we're this World Series contender. We're this that. The other. No, you're lying. You're not. You're not. You guys are not real. You're fake. I want them to Stop beat the Jays so. B- I am so ready for these. Like we got to. I feel like we need to get a couple. We got to get a couple pieces here in Boston. But I am ready. I am ready for those games, and I am going to approach those. Those uh, once we have a better team, once we have more I can't guys, wait to play. This them. is the kind of thing where it's like you lost in a fight. And you're like, I'm gonna come back with some dudes, and we're gonna have a fair fight next time. But yeah, we don't have out. the team right now that we need. But once I'm stronger and more trained, dude, yeah. you are in for it. Once my team works out a little more, and I don't know, maybe adds like a Cy Young candidate and uh, one of the best power bats in the league, then we're coming for you. So watch out for that. But no, I the last time that happened was the uh, the ALCS in 2008, and I was there with my buddy Brendan. We used to spend every penny we got on playoff tickets in 07 and 08, and that 08 team kind of gets forgotten about, man. That 08 team was dominant and had a lead in Game 7 of that series. Were you, that, in, were you in college? Freshman. Freshman in college. Freshman in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we basically, 2007 was senior year of high school, and um, spent like, any any penny I had from working at Rite Aid went into those playoff tickets. Skipped school for one of them, ended up getting grounded, which was unfortunate. It was like the last power the parents really had on you, you know, senior year. Uh, it was worth it, though, because got monster seats and put up the K signs. I, I, I posted the, the picture 
because uh, Red Sox stats had tweeted out like, oh, Josh Beck was great in 07. And I replied with the picture of us, <laughs> me and my buddy printed up on the monster. We had gotten K signs from, we collected them from people around the park and we got tape mm-hmm. from like the, some random help desk and we just like lined them up. It ended up on the front page, like the Boston Globe was like, oh, that was great. But that 08 team was just deserve more credit. And like that game was nuts. They were down seven, nothing in the seventh inning. And my boy Brennan's like, we're, if they don't score here, we're leaving. Like, I'm not leaving. And it gets back to, like, you just don't leave postseason games early. You just don't do it. It's just, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they scored some runs there, and then they go on to win the game. Um, but, yeah, this is more just kind of a, it was such a weird time because they had lost, I think the series was tied 1-1, to and the Rays came here and just pummeled the Sox in games three and four. Longoria, Upton, all these guys, Carlos Pena, bombs. They hit so many homers in those games deflated the crowd you had like four Rays fans with their freaking cowbells it's just oh it was the worst and so the vibes were on Fenway were just awful like we walked right into the park we used to have to get tickets on Lansdowne and try to wait like hours before the game for some of the season ticket holders that would like let the Sox resell their tickets for face value that was really the only way to get in those postseason games because the tickets were nuts and for that game game five and 08 we just walked right up to the the ticket booth and was just like hey do you have any tickets like yeah we got we got plenty of tickets for this game like what, do you, what? Where, where do you want to sit where do you want to go oh. um so it was super easy to get in it was like under face value and uh that was one of the craziest games ever so yeah more just the, which which game did you say you were on the globe for uh that was, was 07? 07 that would have been game one of 07 the alds yeah Be- beckett was incredible complete game he was awesome have you ever looked up the the cover I have try it. To find it. I have the paper. You have it. I have the paper at home. Well, yeah. that stole my Christmas idea, dude. That's <laughs> exactly like what I, I was asking. I get. I, I should get like, that. I should get that framed. I've had the paper for a while, and now it's mm-hmm. like aged, whatever. Uh, Fifty. It's kind of cool though, you know. Y- yeah. Yellow. Show the grandkids and be like, back in two thousand and seven, we were there for Josh Beckett. You see, I was with my friend Brendan. Um, but yeah, that was. <laughs> and, that, and Brendan is going to sound like an old person name. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, he had replied. Uh, to me, be like, oh, it was so nuts. We saw that game. I wanted to be like, dude, yeah, you wanted to leave. You wanted to leave the game. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, we can't leave. Yeah, it but... is so nuts. Yeah, it is nuts that we stayed, huh? And yeah. that becomes a completely unnecessary argument. Yeah. But dude, I, dude, I, I have a friend like that. Whenever he talks about uh, twenty-eight to three, whenever he talks about that game, I interrupt them and I'm like, you wanted to shut it off. You don't get to celebrate yeah. that. I know, I know. And he, to Brandon's credit, <laughs> he did, he did stay. It's not like he left or anything. So anyway, what's up, Brandon? But yeah, that is uh, that is it for our what postseason palooza. <laughs> postseason palooza was that it? Did we cover all of them? Did you have anything else? That was all I I had. Uh, I did not expect the Phillies to do what they did. I guess congrats to them. Yeah, just rooting uh, for upsets now. I, I'm totally fine with whoever wins Phillies Braves. That'll be really I'm, yeah. Uh, I want to see the Braves. I want to see the. I don't want to. I don't. Maybe not win it all, but I want to see like Braves Dodgers NLCS. I think that'd be sick. Come on. Oh, oh, big time! No, I, I'm, I'm yeah. saying I'm fine with either. I, I, I don't I'm really... just rooting for good matchups. That's all. Yeah, I'm yeah. Good. No, I, I like the upset. Obviously, I want the Mariners to win it all. However, unlikely that might be. Um, the Phillies. I just, I, you love Schwarber, dude. Kyle from mm-hmm. Waltham. Seeing him do the thing in the postseason is just like obviously it brings it back to last year. And talk about a guy that is just so unfazed. Like, does anyone ever look cooler in the box, just in terms of calmness, than Schwarber? He's just sitting there, just kind of twirling the bat a little bit, mm-hmm. and. And such a mild-mannered guy, such a nice guy, knows the strike zone better than, like, anybody in the league. There was a ball that was, like, an inch off, and he immediately twisted his head back, like, come on, man, that wasn't that wasn't a strike. Like, yeah. he knows, he knows. Dude, that clip of him with Angel this year, unreal. Oh, I don't think classic. we ever talked about that, 
That is so good. That is an instant classic clip. And he the was hands over the head. Where he's going. You, like, you're screwing you them. It by this you're screwing yeah. us. You're that messing was great. up for everyone. That was great. Yeah. And it, that was a really good rant of not just about me. You're messing mm. everybody's numbers up tonight. You're calling everyone mm-hmm. out on bad pitches. But so yeah, I'm fine with that one. Um, Dodgers got the Padres in Game One. I guess I'm fine. That, yeah, that, NL, that seems NL like a wise, mismatch, doesn't it? That one really looked like a mismatch. It feels like it. NL-wise, I'm really fine, too, because I know we launched that new Dodgers show, Inside the Ravine. Those guys are doing great, Blake and Josh. Um, Podcast so, yeah. aside, Steve, baseball, the baseball. But yeah, I, I still, I mean, I don't, I can't hate the Dodgers. I mean, Mookie I don't winning hate the another Dodgers. one would be tough to see. I like, I like the Padres. I don't like Machado, but big Soto guy. You want to see Donnie get a ring. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, Padres Phillies would be a ton of fun. I'd really enjoy that. Really, I'd like a lot of. I like a lot of those players, man. It I've just, always it been a big Bryce like guy. Weird... I like Castellanos. Like, there's go down mm-hmm. the list. You know, Hoskins. There's just really, really good players. The when NL's we... stacked, dude. Those it's four so teams stacked. have a lot of talent. When when we talked uh, a bit ago about the MVP race, you were like, I just like the MVP to be the guy that was the focus of the year. You know, yeah. like, what What was the... the uh, what do you remember the year by? Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way about the postseason. I'm like, no, I want it to be the teams that we focused on all year. You yeah. know? I, I want it to be... I want it to be what the buildup was to. Like, there are these storylines. I want them to conclude. Like, that's why I was pissed that the Mets didn't get through. Like, I would have loved to see Mets-Braves. Are you kidding me? Everybody would have. To have a conclusion to that... Would have would have been awesome, and I mean, Phillies Padres would be like, ah, what are we doing here? Especially just, the Phillies, because the Phillies snuck in, dude. No, I know, but I I, I always when it comes to postseason, especially with the Red Sox not in, and I think that's mm-hmm. in our DNA too. Like the Sox have snuck in many a time. <laughs> that not recently, like normally mm-hmm. recently, it's been they have to win the division. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just I'm fine with chaos once we get to this point. I know what you're saying. Like I, there's different ways of looking at it. I totally get that. It's like, oh, that makes sense for how that year went. And by that mm-hmm. logic, it would be the the Dodgers winning. And you and I did brackets, and I mean Dodgers Yankees. We Dodgers, both have Yankees, we, we both have the Dodgers. Sick. We both have the Dodgers beating the Astros, right? And the bracket we filled out. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have Dodgers over Astros, getting a little revenge there from 2017. But I had the Phillies beating the Cardinals, and I, I just I don't know. I like like mixing it up a little bit and and not having the obvious teams moving. That's on. the only one that you. That's the only underdog you picked. Don't even. And I did nail it. Um, you did nail it. You did nail it. So I, you're like, I, oh, I, I picked d- all these uh, underdogs. No, I, I didn't pick a bunch of underdogs. I did pick that one. But I like, my point is I wouldn't be like, you know, devastated if if like the, if it's Mariners, Phillies. I just like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I like weird baseball stuff where it's like, oh, remember that year that like the Mariners had made it in 20 years and they got to the World Series and then the Phillies snuck in the playoffs and they, they both made it to the World Series. I and mean, it was kind of like Royals Giants mm-hmm. in what, 14? I think they're mm-hmm. both uh, wild card teams and, and they end up making the world series but yeah. yeah i guess like padres with no tatis could kind of be that but it's also like they traded for soto so like that's not no i know the soto thing kind of counters the tatis thing a little but he's bit not, I don't he know. hasn't soto been great hasn't been soto yeah yeah he hasn't been great but yeah um but yeah we got closing thoughts coming up joey that is next on episode 68 inside the monster we are back on episode 68 of Inside the Monster. It's another classic one that I said was going to be a clean 40, and it's, it's obviously not. Yeah, cl- not even close. <laughs> not even close to a clean 40. No. Well, a lot to um, talk about with the so- this Sox team. 
Yeah, there's a lot going on with the Sox yeah. right now. Almost too much going on. Way uh, too much. Sox. But uh, my closing thought is just how much, like, I forget every year how much I love spooky season. I, I love October is just, like, the best. And it hits me, oh, yeah, I forget this because normally the Red Sox are playing, like, do-or-die games, like, every single night in October. And so you, spooky season goes in the back burner and you forget about it a little bit. I ordered a, uh, like, a tapestry that has, like, pumpkins, like a Halloween-themed background that's coming for the next couple of shows. I am so into spooky season this year, Let's Joey. Let's go, Steve. Hell I yeah. Had my, I got my Halloween costume in September when the socks were already out of it. I'm so ready and just embracing October and seeing the decorations. I just love it. I love it so much. I forget every year how much I love it, and it's normally because the socks are playing into at least mid-October. Well, the thing is, it's also quick. Spooky season's quick. It's only, yeah. How long do you, uh, what would you define spooky season? I, I just call it October, but. Yeah, that's the thing. I think this year I put up my Halloween decorations mid-September. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm making the most of this one. This is going to be a long one. But some days, dude, I look up, I was driving the other day and I was like, oh, like the leaves are starting to change. I was like, wait, mm. no, they're not starting. It's like mid-change. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's here. Like. There's almost like a panic that comes over me. I'm like, I got to enjoy it quick. I got to get a pumpkin latte now. I got to put them up the decorations. I got to light the candles. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm running out of time because it goes by so, so quick. <laughs> Something about lighting candles. Come on. We got to go. We got to go. Go, go, go. Spooky season. We got to catch it. Carve faster. Carve faster. Put those ghosts up. It does. No, you're right, though. Of all yeah. the seasons, I mean, Christmas is like, I feel like some people are already putting Christmas decorations up. Like, it's yeah. the longest ever. But spooky season is so specific because i feel like the the peak is like the 24th to the 31st like that week where it's the mm -hmm. world series and the leaves are falling and people are, have you know gotten costumes and put decorations up even the people that aren't that into it are putting decorations up because it's close to halloween that week is it's special i'm looking forward to that dude i uh, had some hot apple cider the other day nice don't have that every year. That is not that is not an every year thing because you never make hot cider. Yeah, it's like you have to be somewhere that's like offering it. Yeah, true. And uh, yeah, I was at a wedding. They had some hot cider. I was like, Phew. you know it. You know where I'm going to be the rest of the night. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Just yeah. chugging cider. It's like, uh, yeah. too much of that. Hot feels cider. like a steaming <laughs> cider all night. Hell yeah. It's got a stomach full of hot steamy cider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt awful. <laughs> Worth it though. Oh man. What's your? Is that your closing thought? You got some cider? Two. No, dude. Um, I, I'm getting f some fish, dude. Do you know? Do you know what? <laughs> I just wasn't ready for that at all. I'm getting fish, you, bro. Yeah, you like you like that, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, do, do you know what glowfish are? I think so. I mean, my so boy Aquarium Mike would be upset if I don't if I don't know what a fish is. Glowfish. Glowfish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, these are badass, dude. Yeah, I was at I was at PetSmart the other day. My mom, shout out mom, What's she up, mom? won a PetSmart gift card, and as one does. Yeah, I don't remember what she did. She enters a lot of raffles. My mom's okay. bored. She's old and lonely, so she does things like that. She was like, "I won this, and I, we don't have any pets. Do you want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I, uh, I, I yeah, uh, yeah, I do. That's twenty five bucks to PetSmart. Yeah, I want that. So I uh, I went to PetSmart and I saw Glowfish, dude. So if you don't know what they are. If you're listening, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's kind of self-explanatory. It's a fish that glow under a black light, yeah. and they're like 
pink and green and yellow and, and whatever, and they glow under a black light, and I they arrived here during this show. They have been dropped off at You got to make door. sure they're not dead. You got. I've had clear. a bad history. I've had a bad history with fish. We've gotten fish, and they mm-hmm. just like jump out the tank the next day because like I don't want this guy as an owner. <laughs> you you think they're they're running from you? Yeah. Well, we yeah. we had this big fish tank, and I I named my fish Haha Clinton Dix because I thought that would be funny. And That's a good name. And then it just jumped out of the. It just jumped oh wait, out do I have night. to name these things? No, I don't think so. We did that okay. just as a thing. Yeah. I don't want to name. I had a fish a couple of years ago. I had one beta fish, and his name was Ten, and. That was the last thing that I named. I don't really want to name another. Oh, you should name the next one 11. Name these ones like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I was That's just randomly doing a Stranger Things thing there. Oh, I didn't get that at all. No, nah, it wasn't obvious. Show, it didn't, no. no. I'll, I'm getting 10 fish. So, I'll, yeah, I'll name them 11 through 21. Yeah. There you go. Or 11 through 20. Yeah. But I'm, I'm stoked about these fish, dude. And I got all sorts of little things that I'm putting in there that also glow, you know? Like mm. little tiki heads and little coral reefs and whatnot. That's what I'm doing after this show. I'm gonna go set up my fish tank. Hell yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be awesome. That's a nice, that's a very nice off season thing. Thanks, so man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the last thing was uh, just go Bruins. You know, Bruins season starts Wednesday night in DC, and I, uh, for those that don't know, my girlfriend Elaine works for the Bruins. Runs a lot of the socials. She writes for them. She just got verified, by the way. She beat no me to get verified. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, it Congratulations, was a, I, Elaine. I, was, I just had all the emotions. I was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, ah, damn it. She beat me to get verified. <laughs> My brother Dan got verified. Everyone's I'm just like the only person that I that I know that's not very, me and you, Joe. Oh, man. Now I got to I gotta beat if, you to oh it. I don't my know God. how to do it, but oh, that would ruin you. I got The verified thing is such an interesting thing because it's like, you don't. People don't like talking about it, but then when you have, you have it, to you act just, like you don't care. You have to act like you don't care, but it's like, of course, you want to get verified. And like over the years, people have done like, oh, Steve, why aren't you verified? It's like I don't know. Like that was my decision. I don't know. It's so random. The randomness to it. It's like if you're if you're just like a Twitter person, which I would consider myself to be, a, mm-hmm. you know, a baseball Twitter person. It's so much harder to get verified than if you just write like a blog for, like whocares.net. Like if you're if you're a writer or a journalist. There, I, there are people that follow me that are that, even if it's for like a high school paper, that have 600 followers that are like verified. And I'm like, hate to say it, but the point of verification is that, and this is why I shouldn't even have it, because the point is like people that try to duplicate and impersonate account. That's why celebrities and athletes, I think, were the ones that should have had it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so now we're verifying, you know, these high school writers that have 300 followers. I'm like, what are we doing? Now, the, the system is all over the place. Yeah. But anyway. Like, yeah, just I, so you know, this is the real Timmy Turner. Yeah. This is the real guy who writes for the yeah. Just so you're aware. St. Mary's Tribune. Um, but shout out to the, the Bruins. It's funny. I, I feel like I know so much about the Bees now just from hearing, um, you know, from Elaine. I feel like I know these guys personally. Like, they all have nicknames. It's all, like. Like and I'm just gonna make them all. It does like Swayze and and Brusco and like Fredo and like Cliffo. So those, so you got three. You got three things. You either end in E, you end yeah. in O, or you end in Er. You got Freddie and, and Cliffy and you know yeah Bergie. I already knew Bergie, but it's yeah they got all the nicknames and everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, go bees, absolutely go bees. Go you bees. texted me. You texted me and asked if I was gonna be at the opener Saturday and then never responded when I said yeah. Oh, going? I didn't see the response. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going. going. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's party. 
Yeah. I'll be in the, I'll be in the balcony, dude. With the pores. With the pores. You'll be up with the pores. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, let's let's do that. I know I'm uh, kind of ending on a sad note here, but um the the team chef uh passed away yesterday. The Bruins team chef. Uh his name was uh, he just went by Chef Keith. And Elaine would always speak very highly of him. He made great dishes for everybody, for the whole team, for the whole staff. Wasn't preferential to anybody. Wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to you know, only really care about the players. And uh, he died unexpectedly yesterday. And um, you know, the Bruins uh, tweeted something about it and posted about it. And I'm sure they'll do something Saturday uh, at the Garden. But yeah, thoughts and prayers with the family. And um, it's just sad news. Just really sad news. He's 33. Damn, 30, wow. 33 years old, um, you know, and it, and it just happened completely randomly. Um, so, yeah, sad news. There's obviously never any any uh, good way to deliver sad news. But, um, but yeah, he was genuinely, like, I'd, I'd hear about him all the time. You know, it's Elaine would mention him all the time, that he's just one of the best people that's there, that's, like, that's in the building, that people know, that he talk with the players and interact with everybody. Um, mm. And so hearing that news was obviously very sad. Um so, yeah, just wanted to mention that. I know the Bruins have posted about it, um, and I'm sure they'll do something for the opener on Saturday. Uh, next, for, for Joey and I, we are going to do some DMs. We are going to do slide in the DMs. That is the next you will hear from us. Joey, you got any you got any postseason predictions for these games coming up here? I know, depending on when people listen to this, certain games will have mm. already happened, but any thoughts on games coming up? You know... I'm going to say the Phillies keep putting up a damn good fight. Yeah. I'm also going to say Yankees fans get a little worried by the time we do a show next time. Oh, I hope. Oh, wouldn't those that are, be those wonderful? Those are my predictions. Just a okay. little worried. Just a little worried. I like that. Dude, it sucked in game one. They got the friggin' homers going and the lights going. And they were do- – oh, one last thing I wanted to mention. This is the- – yeah. I, I meant to mention this in postseason, Palooza. But – I know we have a relationship with Major League Baseball. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'll lead with that. Me too. <laughs> and sometimes that prevents me from saying certain things and maybe tweeting Say certain it, things. Steve. I just I just could not believe, Joey. I couldn't believe Bless your heart. <laughs> that House of Dragon House of Dragons, is that what it is? I'm I don't know. Uh, whatever. I couldn't believe the ad they did during the game. Did you see that during the Yankees no. game? No. Oh my God, they they had Bob Costas tossed to Lauren Shahadi, who was mm-hmm. out in the center field stands, and they he was like a real uh, you know massive report we have coming up here from Lauren Shahadi. Let's toss it. I'm thinking Judge like broke his leg or like something crazy happened or someone punched a, a wall and broke their no. hand, and she's like, yeah, and an unprecedented. And there's a they show the CGI dragon behind her. That swoops. In. This is during a postseason game at Yankee Stadium. Swoops in over her, and she's like, "Oh my god, we'll get you updates as to where the dragon's going next." And she's like, "By the way, uh, House of House of Dragon is on HBO every Sunday." I'm like, "No!" I was so upset for multiple reasons. One of the main one be- ones being, this can't be the beginning of how we're gonna. We this can't just be the beginning of these oh, kind of yeah. ads. Well, it can be the end. If we put a squash to it right away, yes. if everybody speaks up, I didn't say, how has that not been circulating on Twitter? I thought how it would be way more, if you, type, if you type in House of Dragon, I think, 
House of Dragon, maybe TBS. I'm going to type in... Yeah, type in House of Dragon TBS. Awful announcing tweeted it. It is... (laughs) It is... It is something. Uh, Let me watch this right now. Let's let's play the audio here. Now, you know, big sellout crowd here, but we weren't 100% sure this game was going to be played tonight. And for more, and it's shocking, here's Lauren Shahadi. Guys, thank you so much. Wild stuff. Here's what we know. Apparently, one of the stars of HBO's House of the Dragon has decided to take in a ball game here in the Bronx. Officials are hopeful that the dragon won't breathe fire during gameplay, but we'll see if he complies. By the way, House of the Dragon is streaming on HBO Max if you want to check it out. Back to you. You know, I kind of feel like Orson Welles in War of the Worlds. (laughs) Maybe we're actually frightening some gullible people. That's some Rodan-like creature is hovering over Yankee Stadium. Do not be alarmed, folks. Dude, so I don't want to get too dramatic here, but saying we weren't sure this game was going to be played tonight and, like, shocking, you know, and it's shocking. We go to look. One might think a bomb threat or, like, I don't know, something crazy. Like, it is just so – it's just such a bad idea to do what they yeah. did. And then he references right after – I don't know if you watched to the end of that clip. Right after that, he references Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio yeah. broadcast, which is, like, exactly that. I know. You know what I mean? He, like, references, like, the problem that he just caused. Uh, it's... He's like, well, man, it makes me feel like that time that a guy I convinced people I... aliens were invading. I couldn't believe they had Bob Costas do that. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was that was my real that was my real closing thought there. That was just hot damn. That was something. Um, That's horrible. But yeah, that'll that'll do it for episode sixty eight. That was a fun one. Uh, more socks talk, more postseason palooza coming up in the uh, coming weeks. But yeah, next we'll hear from us is answering and breaking down your DMs. So that will be coming up next. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. (laughs) 